Welcome to Dear Bride Candy, a podcast about weddings. I'm the bride candy. That's me, Chris Plaza. My husband, Jeremy, and I are wedding insiders. They got married this year and saw firsthand how weddings can go off the rails. In this episode, we're talking with one of our favorite wedding vendors, Fausto Pifeder, about being LGBTQ plus in the wedding industry for both couples and vendors, right after this. Welcome to episode three of Dear Bride Candy. We're so excited to be here with you guys. And we have a very special guest with us this time. Uh, Special to us for a lot of reasons, uh, but one of the, the most heartwarming reasons is something that happened to us really recently, and, and we can't wait to share this story and, and how our guest Fausto made it better. So, hi Fausto, welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate this. Tell us a little bit about um, you and your business. Well, my name is Fausto Pfeiffer. I actually own Blue Elephant Events and Catering. We are a production company, so we do everything from your design to catering. We also own a wedding magazine. I also sit, well, I used to actually sit on the board of the ICA, and I'm one of the uh, leading caterers of America. So that's by invitation only. And I do a lot of speaking engagements like Cater Source, Weddings MBA, ABC World, and so on. So that's a little bit about what I do. Oh, and I do venue brokering. That's the other thing. So yay. Is there anything that you don't do? I, I drive in multiple lanes and I think it pisses a lot of people off, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're not busy at all. <laughs> lanes are meant to be driven. <laughs> totally, totally. So as always, uh, we've got a few different stories to start us off with. Um, we're gonna go ahead and read them and let's just get our fresh take on uh, on some of these stories. Chris? Okay. Dear Bride Candy, I'm getting married in a few months and my fiance and I are confused as to what traditions we are supposed to follow. We are two men and in a straight wedding it's easier since there's the role of the bride and the groom. We are afraid of everyone's expectations and have a hard time deciding what to do. Please help. What do you think about this, Fausto? I think they put, (coughs) excuse me, and this is just me, too much emphasis on what other people are doing. And I think if you feel comfortable going down the aisle together, then do it. If you feel comfortable going down with your parents, then do that. That's just my take. I think stop thinking about what everybody else is doing and do it for yourself. I totally agree. I feel like one of the big things and advantages really of being in a, uh, a same love couple or you know uh, an LGBTQ plus couple is that traditions are kind of out the window right at that point like it's up to you as to if you really want to follow any kind of tradition or if you just want to completely break with tradition and do your own thing you know it's your story it's your day it's your love so exactly you can honor that however you want to and however it makes both of you comfortable um it is a big day and obviously you want to do these big grand things uh, to, to make it ceremonial and to really mark it, but there's a wide world of opportunities out there as to what those could be. 
which is really interesting because I, I just did a same-sex wedding this weekend and two guys and they were the sweetest couple. And I had said to them, in Jewish tradition, parents walk the couples down the aisle, whether you're male or you're female. And I said, are you going to do that? He goes, no, no, we're going to send my parents down and, and, and both of us want to walk down the aisle together. I said, that is awesome. And they created their own tradition. And I think that that's what we need to do right now is create our own traditions within your wedding. This is your day. Stop looking at those books because they are outdated. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's true. I mean, I think one of the big words that um, they used was expectations. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, whether you're straight or you're gay, like there's always going to be the expectation of others and you will never like live up to that expectation no matter what so the amazing thing about being in a same love couple is that you know it's already non-traditional and non-traditional is very exciting why go to the same wedding that you go to every time where there's you know the bride the groom there's the same traditions let's think out the box i think that's very exciting for not just you but also for your guests totally absolutely our next story is, Dear Bride Candy, I'm getting married in three weeks and I'm so nervous. My partner and I aren't really into PDA in front of everyone. I'm so nervous of having our first dance and kissing in front of everyone. What are your thoughts on how to help us through this? Thank you. Hmm. I, I you know, it, it's, I'm going to share mine. I, Ruben and I aren't affectionate in public. It's not because I'm ashamed of it, because I, I'm different in the bedroom but that but that's would have been me even if i was with a woman it's just it's just whatever makes you feel comfortable there are some people who don't want all of that gesture in front of everybody and again that's something it's your day if you don't want to see it then don't do it you know what i mean you be the person that you want to be you you don't want to change for 200 people that you invited as as guests if they know you they know that you don't do that in public so that that's that's cool um be be true to yourself I think the so for me when when I was getting married like I I wanted to kiss Jeremy in front of everyone and I wanted my first dance and I was nervous about the same thing actually um oh. you know me and Jeremy are PDA here and there but not a lot um it, it's also like you know we had a smaller wedding of 46 so I could only imagine having like a hundred person wedding because even with 46 I felt like there was just so many people looking at us, you know, and I was really worried about it. I never really kissed Jeremy and his, you know, and his mouth in front of my parents, for example. Um, is It is something that I wanted. I will say that for me, when it came down to the actual moment, um, I didn't care. I was so into what was happening. I was so excited to be married. Uh, we had like a really, our, our story was very interesting in the sense of it downpoured at the first ceremony and we had to redo like the ceremony again. So when that happened, I was like, we are getting married, I'm doing this. And I just did not give a shit at that point. I, <laughs> I think one of my best friends, one of my bridesmaids, she was like, you guys kiss kiss. Like, and I'm like, I never even thought that was possible. I think also for me, it was very important to break the mold in my family. It was the first gay wedding um, or same love couple wedding, whatever you want to call it, in my family. And I think it was very important for me um, to be affectionate in the sense of just, you know, getting everyone out, like, used to that type of 
of um, lifestyle or those type mm-hmm. of weddings and just to really show my love and make people feel comfortable for being who they are whether it's uh, being LGBTQ or whatever it is um, and honestly I really do feel that it, it, it got me closer to my family and it definitely uh, made things so much better in a yeah. sense but it is, it is nerve wracking it is nerve wracking and you know ultimately PDA is it's not a required part of a wedding right like there you go what what is a wedding it's 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 you having you know some kind of ceremony and declaring your your love for each other maybe in front of people maybe not you know and and at the end of the day if if it doesn't feel right then why do it don't do it you know i've i've officiated very few weddings in my day and um uh i always make sure to ask you know do you want me to say, you know, you may you may kiss the bride or you know whatever uh, uh, at the end? Uh, because some people just it doesn't feel right. They they don't want to do it. You know, at the end, it's it. You know, I now declare you uh, partners in in the eyes of the universe or you know under God or whatever makes you comfortable, and that's it. And there's but nothing it, wrong with it. And it's like what Chris said. You seize the moment, and if the moment felt right, like like you said, you did it and you went for it. And I think that 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 showed a lot because it did. It was a genuine thing. There was no thought into it. It was this is I'm declaring my love, and and that that to me is a really better shine than having to to think about. It. And I think again, people really put those expectations on on what a wedding is actually supposed to be. And I think it should be whatever you want it to be, no matter what couple you are. Um, my two cents again. <laughs> so, and I love the fact that you said that because. Um, Chris, are you Spanish? Yes. And it, it is hard in a Spanish family. Uh, so t- to be the first is, is because parents expect you to be this macho and you're not supposed to, you know, this machismo that, that, that comes in there. So I, I understand that because it was the same way with my, my family. And, um, you know, it, it took a long time, even though we had a daughter together. I respected my parents' house until my mom said, you two can sleep in that room together. You, you see what I mean? So I, I wanted to give her that respect um, because, you know, Spanish traditions are a little harder sometimes than than American traditions. But I, I agree. Also, I the death stare. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. you, but my family, like my mom, like when she's uncomfortable, like you see that in her face. Like one, one. So I, I completely understand what this person is going through. I mean, I was yeah. nervous. I had a bouquet. I walked out with a bouquet. I'm a florist. So, mm-hmm. and I was scared of like me looking out in the, in the audience and my one of my aunts or my mom just looking at me like, what is? I mean, my mom walked me down, but or like a family member looking at me like, is he like walking down the aisle with a bouquet? And in the end, I mean, it's a little easier for me because I've been in the industry for so long. Um, that I was just like, you know what, this is what I want, and screw it. And honestly, in the moment, it didn't matter. What really matters is what's important. A wedding is just a celebration, but it's a beginning of a marriage. It's not the marriage. And I think that like when you are, yes, it's a lot. Yes, it's a little overwhelming sometimes. But when it happens, it's an amazing feeling. You're here. Um, so I guess the last one that we have is um, Dear Bride Candy. My fiance and I are devastated. We were about to book a wedding videographer when they told us they couldn't do our wedding because of their religious beliefs. They didn't realize in the beginning that we were two women because my name is a unisex name, and most times people think I'm a guy in email. What should I do? 
I don't feel like it was right, and I don't want this to happen to anyone else. However, I don't want to make a huge fuss about it, creating what happened years ago with the gay wedding cake that went all the way to the Supreme Court. What are your thoughts? That's, that's hard for me because I, I'm a petty person. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I will haunt you to, to the day I die, and then I'll leave it in my will to keep haunting you. Um, I, I think it's wrong. I, I think that um, in this day and age, um, I say this about everything. I said, you would take my kidney, but you won't give me the the cake or the video or any of the, or play the music at my wedding or allow me in your venue or the church to get married. But if your child needed the kidney out of my body, you would take it. We are all the same inside. Who we choose to love is differently. You can't rewire that. And I, 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 I am, like I said, petty. I, I would go for it all the way to the Supreme Court. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel, well, and it's not just I feel, I know, like, you know, here where we are in Miami, it, it is literally illegal and has been for a very long time to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's we're we're wading into legal territory here that's been upheld, you know, and, and there's a reason why why there are court cases around it. And I I understand why a couple wouldn't want to go down that path, wouldn't want to litigate, but I think it is really important if you are a gay couple or an LGBT couple and you have been discriminated against by a wedding vendor, it is important that you at minimum uh, tell your friends and your other vendors about it. Um, you know, the wedding industry is small and mm -hmm. a lot of times vendors will recommend each other and I will tell you if I know that a vendor won't work with LGBTQ plus couples I will not recommend them and I will make sure to tell anybody who listens uh, what their philosophy is because at the end of the day you know I I know the couples that we work with and and it's not just LGBTQ plus couples you know the couples that we work with love love Mm -hmm. And they love love in all of its forms. And they would want to know if they're making a vendor choice that doesn't align with their values. And, you know, if, if I know and I can guide them in a direction that uh, where they can choose people that will give them a beautiful day that aligns with their values, I'm absolutely going to do that. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, you know, I don't think that, first of all, getting married or planning a wedding is a very emotional thing. Um, you know, first off, just getting married in general, planning a wedding is a lot. Like, in the sense of decision-making, it's emotional. You are vowing to be with this person for the rest of your life in front of all the people that you love. Um, and no one should have to deal with that type of thing. I also get, like, not wanting to make a big fuss. Um, us recently, we went through something very... Uh, we went through something similar in the sense of we did go through something with a vendor uh, or a venue when we were getting married. And then also recently when our video came out in Fossil, you know the story. Yes. Um, you know, a vendor surprisingly commented on our video on social media saying, and I quote, um, you know, why are you promoting a fag wedding? And so for me as a vendor, sometimes it's hard to figure out when you need to speak up because you don't want to look bad in front of your peers and you know what have you but I felt a responsibility to speak up 
And it wasn't about me trying to seek revenge or being petty or anything like that, but I felt a personal responsibility and a sense of, I did not want this to happen to someone else. I did not want this person to become a, a wedding DJ. And let's say he was desperate enough to um, take this person's money and do a gay wedding. And you don't know, you don't know these people. You don't know if this, if he has, you know, a drug and alcohol problem or anger issues. And he, you know, drops the, the fag word at your wedding. Even if you, even if the bride and the couple is, is an LGBTQ+, plus, but they have a cousin that, uh, that is. And, you know, this person says that type of thing. So I felt a responsibility to speak up. And what I did was I posted about it. And, um, you know, my other peers and my other vendors, I had a lot of people come up to me and say, thank you, because I would hate to refer this person to one of my couples because I know that my couples would not like that. And, like, I wouldn't want that to happen to on their special day. Um, and then another thing is if you don't want to make a big fuss or write about it on Facebook or everything else, if you found this person on the not or I think, what's the other one? There's The Knot and there's... Wedding Wire. Wedding Wire. I know that The Knot, and I think Wedding Wire too, it's actually, um, you're not allowed to be on their site if you discriminate. So even just letting those people know and just writing an email or even like, let's say, for example, that vendor was showcased on uh, a Instagram post of a venue that venue will remove that post from that and say, listen, that doesn't allow, uh, we can't promote you, unfortunately, because if you're going to discriminate against some of our clients, you know, that speaks, of, you know, and it almost speaks about us as well. Um, so the same thing with like Wedding Wire and everything else, I think that's something very important because that is what stops this happening again to someone else. Exactly. And I think it, if you go back to as we fight to have equality, if there weren't people before us that stood up, we would still be in the same boat. And so we do need to speak up. And and you have me as an ally because when I saw it, I stalked that ass. And then I also <laughs> talked about it because I sit on the diversity panel for Isle Planner and then we brought you up in that as well. Um, so I have really taken on your, you don't have to be petty because I'm gonna be petty for you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, 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 the, the whole thing was ridiculous and then this this particular person is very close to you and like you like you said it's a small industry and i believe it's tampa that he's in so or orlando one or the other so he's not that far and for him to do that in the same circles speaks really poorly of him um you know i i just i was i was devastated for the two of you because the video was beautiful and then for him to to, to do that or to say that was disgusting so but then Fausto, the, the wonderful thing is, is that we've had the community rise up behind us, right? One of the things, one of the silver linings of, of this whole experience is knowing that we have such wonderful allies at our back, both in our industry and then for people like you and, and for our listeners, just quickly, you know, Fausto approached us afterwards and uh, partnered with Equally Wed to, to offer us an opportunity to expand our platform uh, to LGBTQ plus couples specifically. And we are incredibly thankful to both him and especially to Equally Wed, uh, who is one of the sponsors of this episode. 
um, for, for doing that and putting the wind in our sails. And it certainly doesn't take away the hateful words that were said, but what it does do is fill us with the knowledge that there's a lot of support out there. Um, even when you're when you're there standing in the face of hate and even if you can't see it there's so many people out there that love you and support you and, mm-hmm. and want to see you happy and so thank you Fausto for that it really thank was you. tremendous I was in it, tears like uh, I was in tears when you when I when we got that email I was just like I told Jeremy I'm like I don't even know what to say this is so beautiful I I'm like, I feel so loved and supported and I'm so glad that I said something because, you know, you're always afraid sometimes to speak up for what's right. And I can't thank mm-hmm. you so much for for just having our back and just for being just an amazing friend. So thank you. My pleasure. It was it was easy to do. I, I, I hate hate in any way. Um, you know, I you know, you feel it firsthand. Um, I don't like to say my age because I don't feel 53 <laughs> and I don't count last year. Um, so I really do too. Who does? Me though? neither. Who but does? I, I really do feel like I'm still in my twenties. So just for your listeners out there. <laughs> so, um, I, I just think that, you know, when, when it comes to that and I, I can roll off a lot of hate off my back, but I do not tolerate it to somebody else. I, I think I just have a thicker skin. Um, but when it affects people within my community or people that I'm close to, then my claws come out and I am, like I said, I'm petty and vindictive. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that it worked out well and that there was a silver lining because that's what you have to look at. You bury those hateful words so deep that they never come back up. So uh, just to sort of, you know, expand this, we've been talking a lot about, you know, wedding vendors and everything, but what about for LGBTQ plus couples, right? You know, it's it's so daunting to even get started, um, and especially if you want to go off script, and especially if you if you aren't really going for tradition. You know, where where do you start as a couple when you when you're planning your wedding when it it, it just doesn't follow the mainstream narrative? I think that they should, and, and everybody should do this. I mean, look for a venue that's accepting. Look at, do your research. I mean, we do our research on so much, yet when it comes to planning your own wedding, you people go blind somehow. So if you're looking at cakes, then look to see how many photos are with cakes with same-sex couples. Then you know you're in a safe zone. If you're choosing something that, that, you know, let, let's just be honest, in Jackman, Maine, you know what you're getting into. That's that's so north that it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say because I'll get hate mail, but it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, deliverance, let's just say. And um, but you, you sort of have to know what you're going into. You know, there's a church community in um, in Pennsylvania and it is a church community. They are protected under the law. So you cannot go into their cathedral and have a same-sex wedding. It just it will not happen. You can fight it all you want. You won't cancel culture them. It is protected by the law. Is it wrong? Absolutely. Don't get married there. Find somewhere else. Um, you know, and, and so I've, I've explained that to different couples, and, and they choose to ask those questions. But for me, I like to do – so if I have a couple come in, I ask them what's important to them. And then I find people that will work with them. And I think that having a planner on your side that knows exactly what you want, exactly who you are, and exactly what you want 
it, that helps a lot. And I think that sometimes we forget to do that, our due diligence. And, you know, I, I'm not putting that on anybody. I'm just saying, like, I would never put myself in a position where I would feel hurt or that my daughter would feel less than, you know, or my partner. So I, I, I try to make sure that I do my research of what I want. And it's a shame that we have to do that, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, it, it, it's sort of kind of the world we still live in. I, I think people are somehow afraid that we're going to turn their kids gay or something, you know. So it doesn't work that way, folks. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think the, the key is referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, one thing that um, a lot of the planners that refer us as florists, even like, let's say, like, let's um, the pandemic, for example, um, you know, we had a bride and I mean, we had a few, but just one in particular where the planner was like, listen, my bride had to postpone twice. She's so stressed and you have been such a positive light that I think that you're the perfect florist for her we need someone to really turn that experience around for her and me and her jived really well i you know uh, for us as a company we really try to be there for our couples um so when you do have a vendor that you like right one that really fits with your values um lean into that lean into who they would recommend if you have an amazing venue or a planner i think a planner is key Mm because a planner is gonna know like the ins and outs they know the gossip in the industry they they've gone through you know they've worked with like a bunch of floors and a bunch of you know whatever one thing that like for us for example um with lgbtq plus couples is that we are gay. So like when we were planning our wedding, um, one of our vendor friends, a planner, she's like, hey, I have these two guys that are getting married exactly two weeks before you. And they had that same question about the first dance. And I told them, listen, if you don't feel comfortable, why don't you just do a private dance? Or, you know, and you know what? They didn't go with that. However, they had a friend that was there and we were going through the same thing and i think that's that's really important is to find people in in that you know uh, unfortunately when when one of my brides um she went through something very similar to what happened in the last um message or the last letter in the sense of you know she was looking for vendors and she was discriminated against and i'm like oh my god what and i was like you, Fausto, I was more pissed for her. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out of my way, even though I'm just a florist. I'm going to reach out to a bunch of people, and I'm going to find, a, you know, a, a, that vendor for you. And, you know, at the end of the day, she had someone that was not just there to help her find another vendor, just be there emotionally. And I yeah. think that that's, that's key. It is key. And and I agree with that, but it's funny that, you know, we do a lot of same-sex couples and not, not as many as I'd like to, which is really interesting um, because we're gay and literally our family portrait hangs in my conference room. So I ripped the band, I ripped the bandaid right off. So there's no question. And clearly if you saw me, I, I'm gay. So it's like, there's no hiding it. And so I... I find it interesting, but I lose a lot of my same-sex couples to actually women planners that aren't gay. And it's interesting because I think they hammer it up 
for the money and they're not actually doing it because it's genuine because i think there's still this um in our within our industry that only women can do planning and i've been doing this for 35 years in three different states and you know or maybe it's ageism you know you never know um but like i said earlier i don't feel like i look my age so (laughs) (laughs) so i i look at my friends that are my age i'm like what the hell happened to you but i divert so but you know what i mean it's it's really interesting because i do sometimes lose and that's not always about the money part of it because i am who i am and i i pretty much you know, there's no filter on me. I, I, I talk the way I talk, even with my clients. And I wish we had more, you know, um, more same-sex couples because I enjoy doing those weddings. And I love, I love seeing the parents' faces because it's a different emotion, if you understand what I'm saying. Because there's this accepting and the the parents finally got it. And my mind wanders sometimes at weddings because I I go back and I'm like, did you accept your child when he was younger? Are you accepting him now because life has changed? You know, all these thoughts run through my head. So this past wedding that happened, I saw both moms. And when I tell you that they were glowing, they were glowing. And they were in love with their sons. And they were happy that they were getting married. And they were happy that 160 people were there witnessing it. And I think that that's something to be said, too. I, you know, I, like I said, I sometimes I divert, but I, all the conversations come right back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. I, I feel that way, too. You know, whenever we're there, it, it's, it's a different kind of thing to be a gay vendor mm-hmm. at a gay wedding is is a wonderful experience you feel it on a totally different level oh yeah you cry yeah. harder i cry oh, at weddings i cry at the, I, at the wedding like I, as a florist like we're barely there for like the ceremonies but when i am oh my god i cry like a baby and let me tell you <laughs> when it's a gay couple i cry a little harder because not just for the parents because i look at that too and it's so beautiful but also, like, I remember when gay marriage went legal in all 50 states. I I cried for 10 minutes. Like, I was just like, I couldn't believe it that, you know, it, it happened and it needed to happen and it was a beautiful thing. But, you know, I was alive at a point where, you know, it was not legal everywhere to get married. And I was able to celebrate pride that year. Um, so it, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and the fear is there. You know, it's funny you should mention that, and and not to get too political, but I we made a, a choice to get married when it was legal in every state, not just in my particular state, because I wanted the same rights as everybody else, financially secure, or you know, home ownership, all the stuff that that can you know, I didn't want his parents to come in and you know, if something were to happen and take whatever, because we weren't legally married. And we waited until it was legal in every state and it was a decision and that it was federal because uh, it was really important to me because that meant more. Um, I mean, we've been together for 21 years and we have a daughter and she's 15. And so it, it, it had to mean something because just your state's validating wasn't enough for me. I wanted the entire country to validate it. So I, I get it. I get what you what you what you're saying there. So. So do we have any last minute advice, like last little advice before we go for LGBTQ plus couples that are engaged and looking to get married? I say go for whatever you want. Dream big, dream hard. Um, No pun intended. Just have, (laughs) um, just enjoy that moment because here's the thing. You're worrying about everything 
and within a blink of an eye, it's over. I, I want you to experience the five hours of that event as a spectacular moment. And and I know Jeremy and Chris, you can you can vouch for this because I oh, know yeah. your day went quick. And oh, yeah. so you worry about all these expectations that you put on yourself because somebody wrote a book about it, somebody put it in a magazine. Throw that all out the window and live for your moment, not somebody else's, yours. Totally. I, I, I agree so much. You know, Chris and I just got married <laughs> a few months ago and it, there's so much worry and so much stress that goes into planning your day. And, you know, of course, you know, being not straight is another layer that goes <laughs> on top of that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's so important to breathe and relax and remember the reason for the season and lean into your partner um, exactly. because that's the whole reason why you're here. I agree. I mean, I see, you know, sometimes I have a friend who's getting married and she asked me, she's like, you know, okay, so these are my dream shoes and, but these are these other shoes and they're more practical. I can reuse them again. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, they're beautiful. So if you want to be practical, yeah, choose those. But I'm the worst person to ask because for <laughs> me, I'm like, it's your wedding day. So choose to just spend the extra $130 on the other shoes. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, like, for me, like, the horse, like, I was, like, it was, like, two weeks before our wedding, and I was, like, I kind of want a horse. And at first it started as a joke, right? And most people, a lot of people were telling me, don't, you know, it, don't spend the money. It's not whatever. And in the end, I went with it. And let me tell you, it was worth it because I have struggled not only as a gay man, you know, because that was a whole nother layer of things but I have struggled a lot in my life in general and at one point you know we could not get married um legally um I had struggled through a lot in just being an effeminate child um you know I have been through a lot of stuff that you know most people don't know about and I dreamt about my wedding for my entire life and I had moved to Miami in search of love and no matter what anyone told me, that it was impossible, that I wasn't going to make it, that you were going to miss your family, in the end, I proved everybody wrong. And I did find my Prince Charming, and I did get the dream wedding that I wanted. And in the end, it was about the moment that I had with him, because it is just one moment, and it mm -hmm. is just one day. And there's something beautiful about that because, you know, no matter what happens during your wedding, it's just the beginning of that, of the new chapter, and there's this beautiful love story that lives on other than the wedding. But that's also why you shouldn't put so much emphasis on this one day. You should just put emphasis on what's important, and what's important is the love. I agree. It's just the beginning of your book, and the rest, you're still writing it. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for joining us, Fausto. And thank you for listening at home. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to Dear Bride Candy. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, SiriusXM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also, please give The Bride Candy a follow. And Fausto, of course, what are your social handles? Oh my god, I knew you were going to ask me that. I'm uh, Fausto Blue, uh, which is my personal one, so you'll see a lot of Speedo pictures in that one. <laughs> and uh, Blue Elephant, uh, 
uh, catering um, for our Instagram and uh, Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Lots of love and blessings and yeah, take care. See you next time.